2: Mobile banking
1: requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Welcome to Turnbuckles. I'm John Reinman, and the most wrong I've been about a WWE storyline was that Hulk Hogan, who was about to testify in the Vince McMahon steroid trial, would also be the special guest referee at WrestleMania 10. I'm Tommy Rico, and the most wrong I've ever
2: been about a WWE storyline is every time I've predicted a Bray Wyatt return since WrestleMania 37.
0: I'm Julie Harrison-Harney, and the most wrong I've ever been about a WWE storyline was it was a good idea to have a robotic spider be in Eric Rowan's cage.
1: Lots of guessing and scanning over the past week, but that means it's time for the Raw Recap. Raw Recap Okay, guys, now I just got to tell you real quick that uh, when I was bagging groceries and working as a cashier at Hannaford, aka Shop and Save in uh, Hampton, New Hampshire, as a 15 and 16 year old, and I left that job, uh, boy, I sure as hell thought I'd never have to deal with QR codes ever again in my life. In fact, I purposely took jobs where I did not have to use the QR code. I hate having to use a self checkout machine at CBS because sometimes you're trying to buy a gift bag because you're in a rush to get to a five year old's party with your kid and the bag's all wrinkled and stupid and someone has to come help you. But here I am. I can't enjoy a wrestling show without scanning some damn groceries these days. And boy, if it doesn't tie up this Saturday, I don't know. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm at a level. We're
0: losing John. I'm,
1: well, well, well. Speaking of losing, we're going to talk Loomis, and a say I'm out of that. I'm done. But as far as White Rabbit goes, um, boy, it has been. Let's just get a breakdown. Where is? It? Where is everybody at? Can we take one more SmackDown and a, and a premium live event? Or I'm starting to break, man. I'm starting to just be like, <laughs> ugh. I'm just like, you're over. You're over. You're giving me too many clues. It's like when someone's on Wheel of Fortune. And they're missing one letter, but to be a douche, they just keep spinning the wheel. That's, I'm sorry. (laughs) Look, Wyndham Rotunda, I only ever got to work with him directly twice. I think I talked to him three or four times, but I only ever got to work with him twice. I had the pleasure of directing him once. I've said this before, he may be probably the most talented performer I've ever seen in terms of just being invested in what he was doing. And granted, it was just the one time I got to direct him. So, maybe he was having a really good day. Maybe other people had good experiences. Uh, I found him to be amazing. But, oh, I am just, I'm starting Watch. to be like, uh, he's that guy on Wheel of Fortune. Well, where John, you know the risk of doing that. Where it, says, where that. it says old McDonald had a fam, and everyone's everyone's going, R, just say R, solve it, damn it. And he's going, oh, I'm going to do one more spin. And I'm going, ah,
0: well, and instead you know I, know I watched the risk of taking Chronicle.
2: that, you know, the risk of taking that strategy on Wheel of Fortune, right, John? You can go bankrupt. Bankrupt. Yeah. And yeah, and this can do that. This angle can go there. <sighs> um, I just I can take another week of it.
1: I just don't care. I don't <laughs> care. They're not because we know it's it's like at this point, it's just like <laughs> remember that SNL where it was a uh, celebrity jeopardy. And I hate to give a shout out to Steve Higgins, but shout out to Steve Higgins. Uh, where it was Celebrity Jeopardy and they just said like, um, you know, name this continent and then a voice came over. I think it was Steve and it went Africa or no, it was Asia. They had two of them. That's how it is with Bray. Where like, I feel like Friday, it's just gonna be like, you scan a code and it's just gonna be like real life Wyndham Rotunda sitting in his chair with his family. He's gonna be like, Hey, it's me. And then still Saturday morning, everyone's going to be like, I think it's Bray. I think it might be him this time. (laughs) Well, let's tie in two different things <sighs> They've gone movie. a week too long. They've gone a week too long. I think I, I will give you guys that. I know you guys dropped out. I was hanging in there. It's too long. It's, it, this was this, this build started a week too long. Well, we it's 923
0: for me was, you didn't, you didn't follow through with anything big enough on 923, so that, I'm done.
1: i done. Well, we disagree on that, but I do agree it's gone on long enough.
2: Let's tie it into movies in that this is kind of like a movie build. Um, here's the thing. WWE completely misunderstands the term Easter egg because an Easter Explain egg this. is supposed to reward you for knowledge that you had already. Whereas WWE is giving you these weird Riddler puzzles that are Morse code and different languages. The is <laughs> and... so
1: annoying. Worst yeah. villain of all time.
2: So Sucks. that's what they're doing. And as far, as far as like tying it into horror movies, who are the two most recent directors that have gone with this tact over the last like 20 years M. night Shyamalan and Jordan Peel. What happened to both of those directors as more movies came out, the movies got worse. And yeah. this is what's the, the problem with this is that it is spinning its wheels so hard that there's no way it can pay off unless, unless you trust WWE to pull off the greatest angle of all time. And as it's currently being booked, I don't, I do not trust them to handle this angle in a way that's going
1: to blow my mind. But it's subjective, though, because, like, I'm one of the, one of the I guess, five people on Earth that doesn't mind the Vince McMahon greater power reveal. Even Vince hated that. And I don't mind what it. What
0: was that? Can you, I don't know. It was I don't when know they kept
1: teasing that The Undertaker was answering to a higher power. And a lot of people thought it was Jake the Snake Roberts. And it was supposed to be Christopher Daniels, who's now in AEW. And they did some camera trickery where Vince was on the Titantron in 1999, right down the street from me, right now at the TD Garden here in Boston. And uh, and he said, "Yeah, you better take off that hood and reveal yourself." And then the guy in the ring took off the hood, and it was Vince. So it was a pre-recorded video on the Titantron. And then he goes, "It's me, Austin. It's me all along." I. I, you were all made fools of, ended a sentence with a preposition, but you know, whatever. And, um, you know, I'm sure when he got back through the curtain, Bruce said, you were five seconds over and you ended with a preposition. You still, you the smeared list started. shit all over the, you, you smeared shit all over the business boss. <laughs> what? Nothing. It was great. Um, but, um, what did you I think didn't of that, mind it. Me? I thought it was, Do you remember I that? thought it was okay.
2: I didn't hate it, and I didn't love it. I was pretty agnostic about the higher power angle. Um, I, I didn't want it to be Christopher Daniels, who, for no. all his talent,
1: is a tiny guy and not the guy that you want to feud with The Undertaker. I can't believe that was their idea. And yeah. everyone's verified that. Everyone involved has been like, oh, yeah, it's going to be him. I'm like, what? I
2: mean, he was running with a supernatural-type character at the time, so I understand So he's going to but... be the
1: boss of The Undertaker right, in WWE? Yeah. Come the guy on. The five, five foot ten, But tops. just anybody. Yeah, no, uh, I, Mark Calloway said that was the lowest point of his career. That like month when they were trying to figure that out. Oh, <laughs> did you hear? Uh, so Bruce, Bruce was actually back. Bruce has done a couple podcasts lately. And no he didn't ask me anything. He didn't ask me anything. Did I listen to it on the edge of my seat? Thinking <laughs> I was going to get buried? Maybe. Uh, thankfully, it didn't happen. Um, but... He actually It was actually posed to him by uh, Paul Bromwell, because Conrad was out. Could Brother Love have been the higher power? And there was this kind of long pause where <laughs> I kind of heard that, and I was like, and then you could kind of hear Bruce go, uh? and it was kind of like, yeah, if it's not going to be Vince, it would have to be brought, like the guy that brought Undertaker to WWE, because Paul Bearer's already in the ring, so it can't be him. He didn't have Jake under contract. can't be him. That wouldn't have made sense. I didn't mind the Vince McMahon reveal. Who's the only person more powerful than the undertaker in WWE. So are you telling
0: me that WWE has a habit of putting out storylines without really thinking about the ending? Okay. Got it. Got (laughs) it. Interesting. Yeah, But you got to
1: understand that, look, it was easier when Tom and I were watching as kids. I mean, Tom's, uh, you you were mostly like an eighties syndicated guy, early nineties. And I was more of an early to mid nineties syndicated guy, both on channel 25. And, uh, Shout out to a WFXT in Boston. Um, but it was different back then because it was syndicated. So it was like a scripted series. So you could lay everything out. There was no internet. There was there were no cell phone cameras. So you could do a nice long arc like they did with Shawn Michaels and Marty Janetti with the Rockers. That was, I thought, a very strong story. And people always talk about that as being a really good breakup story. And here's the thing is when you're taping live TV... It's just so hard when you go week to week. That's what people don't remember. They, everyone always says, oh, their long term storyline isn't as good as it used to be. Their storytelling. TV's not what it used to be. You got to, I mean, look what they're doing. I, so I gave them credit for letting the fans kind of work themselves for using the phones and being a part of it. Hey, if you're not going to bring a sign and bring something fun to the party, all right, shoot some video. Get us out there. Get do some guerrilla marketing for us. Yeah, it's five um, live hours a week, too, which, remember, in the
2: 80s, at the, the peak of, like, Hulkamania and the syndicated shows and USA Network, they were basically just running recaps of the biggest show of the week on all the other shows. So, basically, yeah. there were, like, four recap shows and one real show. So
1: yeah. it, But it's whose not comparable fault is that?
0: All. That's WWE's fault for... Saying they're going to do five hours and sell it, and it's going to be like I premium long term. Well, booking. I agree with the
1: Monday Night Raw, and, and Triple H has come out and so three hours is too long for a damn show. I mean, it's just, just it's three; it's too long for anything. I mean, look, I hope that WWE. Hey, we know our analytics. We know we have some listeners in Stanford, and I think I know who one of them is because I made him pop on Twitter the other day. Made him pop big. As Did a you really? Fact. Oh my god! You know who I'm talking. You know who I'm talking about. That's just between us. I don't well, say who if, it was. if, if one of our listeners, of someone who doesn't just laugh for anything, and if one of um, our
2: WWE office listeners is responsible for scripting Bianca, Bianca, Bianca every week, could you stop? <laughs>
1: could you stop that shit? I shut it off. I mean it. I shut stop it off. It. Yeah, I shut it off at that point. I was tired. Don't anyway, say anything to I'm
0: working on a compilation and I think it's going to be really they, fun. They'd already
1: done their, you're going to be working they, as on it for a I said the other year. day, this is how I got the laugh out of a few people who are, and I'm not gonna say who it was but I will say and I you guys you guys have seen the receipts these are big name this is a big name wrestling person that said oh man that's funny and I was literally like just the idea that I I was driving away from lunch with someone the other day after uh, my morning show and I was driving away and I said to myself out loud geez I wonder what time the rabbit cartoon is on uh, Smackdown tonight Like, I was kind of mumbling, you know, when you're tired and you're kind of muttering to yourself just trying to get through the day. And then I stopped and I said, where am I that I just said that? Like, where are any of us? And so that's what made me laugh. But whatever. It's where we are. But I do think that a three-hour show, I mean, WWE needs to look at baseball. I mean, look at the garbage they're in. I mean, baseball is just dead on arrival at this point. And, I mean, Aaron Judge has 61 home runs. And it's like, what, second-page news? Kind of? It was like a blip on the first page. I mean, so it's just, you know, I know there are other factors, but three hours is too long. I mean, I, I'll i pitch our idea. that It was actually Tommy's idea. Tommy had the idea that from 8 to 9, Monday Night Heat, you take that Heat name back, you bring in the guys, a couple people from NXT, you bring in the people from main event instead of having main event. They're on Monday Night Heat. You have a different commentary team. Maybe you mix it up. You have someone different. That's where you have... Well, maybe not, Bailey. We'll get to that in a second. But, you know, someone with some general understanding of uh, covering. And I'm saying that because she's going on Twitter like shitting on kids. So fuck her at this point. I don't know what like, that
0: was. That she's was trying to be and MJF. Also, and she's
1: not even. Yeah. She's it's like MJF. Like, yeah, M, M, M doesn't stand for microphone in her case. But anyway, um, get someone who can do commentary out there for the first hour. And do your recaps from nine, there. From do nine do to all 11, your recaps there. Yes. But you can also have some matches, like a pay-per-view pre-show. And then from 9 right. to 11, that's when you go the, you know, you, the parental advisory and everything. And then all oh, that's when you have the pyro and the lights go dark and everyone goes up. I bet you people would bring their signs back if they knew that you were going back to the old 9 p.m. model. Because you could be a little bit more risque. And there's been some talk about WWE going to Netflix, where the rules don't apply the way they do at USA. And you do it there and you do a 9 to 11 nice tight show where everyone in a storyline gets their time in and it feels captivating and they don't have any filler. You don't have the, I mean, honest to God, saying someone's name. No, who in the world has anyone, either of the two of you ever had anyone in life say your name three times as a way to make a point in real? has Has anyone ever gone, Tommy, 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 or Julie, Julie, Julie? I have an eight-year-old son, and I've never said his name three times Vince, I mean, Vince's whole thing was about make it sound... Vince never said, like, Bruce, Bruce, Bruce. I mean, I heard it. Maybe he goes, pal, pal, pal. But I never heard, you know, that... But No one... I've never said that to anyone in life. I was thinking about that this afternoon when you made that note. I was like, I've never heard that in a real human interaction other than, like, just... Oh no, we're two minutes under on the soap opera. Everyone, just say each other's name three times. It's like uh, the Simon. Well, I'll give you one. You know what? Should, you know what should happen as a joke. Uh, when the next time they do that, the light should go down, and then they come up, and Beetlejuice shows up. No,
0: <laughs> that's pretty good. That's pretty good. There you go.
1: He's the he's your White Rabbit. It right oh, comes down to you're gonna cancel Batgirl on me. Fuck you. I'm the White Rabbit. That's funny. Have, have, have either Keaton- of you?
2: Have either of you ever seen the Simon Miller segment on what culture wrestling? Nobody talks like that. That's what this is. <laughs> yeah, he does this I segment where he puts on game, there. he puts on game show music, and he <sighs> he picks a promo segment that's particularly egregious, and it's nobody talks like that. And then he recants the
1: the. Uh, well, let's just go segment. to it right now because last night on Raw, so we very we had different opinions. We're not going to try to bury anybody. We're going to try to keep things positive light. We know it's the week of a premium live event. We know the writing staff is not totally in the loop on everything that's happening. White rabbit wise. We know that's between the smallest of small groups and not me and Ralph left on the zoom by mistake. Uh, and the dirt call back to another, yeah, call back to another episode. Um, hey Ralph. Uh, but um, so it's a tough time to write. It was a weird episode. It was in the air this week. There was a bunch of weird TV things and um, let's just go to it right now. So first of all, Let's talk about the Bailey thing. Oh, Bianca, Bianca, Bianca. What the hell? Also,
0: just like. You know what I love when people do uh, is not only make a very obvious metaphor, but then tell me they're making a very obvious metaphor. They label it and say the latter is a metaphor for my career. And I was like, no
1: shit. <laughs> I am going to kick your ass by that. I don't mean just your ass or your buttocks. I'm going to inflict pain on your entire body and make a psychologically scarring. Kevin, are we done yet? Oh crap. So then I'm going to kick your other ass. It's just, yeah, it's, and right. it's just like anytime Bailey gets the microphone, like usually when someone comes back after some time away or when they turn heel and you get to just be grumpy cause we're all grumpy by nature. Um, to, uh, Julie, that's your favorite rapper, right? Grumpy by nature. <laughs> and so, um, I, uh, I don't know what's going on, but it's just, something's always off. There's always a, a garbled word or garbled sentence or like just a, just a thing that no one, a fake laugh that no one would, it feels like community theater to me. It's too and much writing. I don't remember Bailey being, I don't remember Bailey being like that. It's too much writing. They're giving yes. her too much
2: writing, and it's it seems like she's trying writerly. to
1: remember three scripts at once while she's
2: just trying to talk. All right, let's let's paint the pictures so that that we can explain what happened because it was so. It was a Bianca Belair versus Bailey contract signing segment. First um, of all, why are we doing this shit anyway? Yeah. If I'm an executive, no, they, those can be good. This one they're wasn't never but, good. Well, okay, so it was moderated by Corey Graves. So we're off to a great start. Um, and Bailey gives us. <laughs> Again, that's Tommy
1: Recomedy at Twitter. (laughs) At Tommy Recomedy. I've had some good interactions with people on Twitter the last few days. You you, you see if you can carry the torch, Tom. All righty. So Bailey gave us that Bianca,
2: Bianca, Bianca for good measure right up front. Now Mm -hmm. it's selling their ladder match at uh, Extreme Rules. And the good thing about having prop ladders in the ring for the contract signing is that you have to use a wide shot to show them and the camera can then pick up the individual faces of the audience who are now lit sleeping through Bailey's promo. It was horrific. And she should way, just
1: tape the cue cards to the ceiling. So I'm she gonna, could just read them right from there.
2: I want to point out the positive because Bianca mm-hmm. got to show how much better she has. She is at mic work. She's so much better. But then, so what happened was are they, they've both signed the contract. They're talking trash. And now Smash cut to the backstage brawl between Kai and Sky and Asuka and Alexa Bliss. And Kevin Dunn then, Mrs. Bailey yanking Bianca over the table. Just a oh, yeah. shit
1: show. An absolute production shit show. He had a rough to, one Friday, That ruin an already too. bad segment. Friday was rough, too. Didn't know yeah. if there a couple big spots Friday. And then last night I saw, I, I when I first put it on right away, I was like, oh, God, they missed. Like, there was another, like, I don't know what the hell just happened. So when you talk, so Julie, you talk about WWEs as these great recap packages. It's like, yeah, good thing. <laughs> it's like we need to have to, man. <laughs> yeah, if you're always missing the guy sliding across home plate, yeah, it's a good thing you got that replay. The guy across. to be honest plate. with
0: the recap packages lately, I don't know. That did you guys see that pit video? No, I don't. Well, I often. don't. I'm not
1: a big fan of the recap packages, and one of my one of my favorite things. Uh, from the so-called crash TV era of the attitude era from like 97 to 99 ish was that there weren't, it was just, it went from one thing to the next. They had so many superstars and such a deep roster that it just, the show was always action and I cannot stand replay. It's just, it's like, dude, we all have phones. We all have YouTube. Do you hear what I just said, dude? You hear it? Oh, man. I oh, that's going to foreshadow Save it another for the segment. end, John. <laughs> Save it for the end.
0: They're the same yeah, Ezekiel Elias. Right. I'm, I'm telling you. Shut,
1: I'm shut up. You guys talk about something right now.
0: All right, I'm out. Well, the, the, oh, yeah, the I the didn't like promos. that segment. I didn't think it was good. No. Bianca, Bianca's carrying the women's division right now. I, and and I, I don't think it's her fault. I think Alexa has nothing to do. I think Asuka has nothing. Look at, Oscar sold well, the hell out of that Stay tuned
1: on Alexa. Stay tuned on Alexa. What do you mean? Well, let's talk about, let's go back to QR code. So if you scanned last night's groceries while you were watching wrestling. <sighs> anyway, just no more homework, please. Just that. goddamn Triple H. I know you're from New Hampshire. I know we're big on education, but we're tired. As CM Punk, your best friend said, I'm old. I'm tired. I work with children.
0: <laughs> it does feel like please a little bit in 11th grade English class. You know, where it's the teacher's like, I'll, find the deeper uh, meaning. God. On one hand, I've got Bailey, who's telling me, yeah. this it's is like, the metaphor. This is what, what you must do. And on the other end, it's Bray Wyatt, my English teacher, telling me the meaning behind this small itty bitty dot of red means, you know, the world is exploding.
1: Last night was the worst one because it was like the sto- Well, it finally told the story of. Uh, a man is, was it a biblical tale, Tom? Or was it just a mythical Greek? I don't story? know.
2: All I saw was a white guy with a beard. And I, I said out loud, Jesus Christ.
1: Oh,
0: <laughs>
2: it was just like, oh, okay. I,
1: we, we had he, different he, interpretations. I think it's Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers is coming back. He's going to be the white rabbit. He, he's going to say, you're going to hear on the, you're going to hear on the thing. You know what the overarching <laughs> problem of this <laughs> you is? You got to one to hold him. You gotta know when to
2: fold him. And then Kenny Rogers. We're expecting WWE, and this is no knock on wrestling because I love wrestling. But what? we're expecting WWE to give us a storyline that is like Christopher Nolan memento quality. It's wrestling. It's wrestling. Well, the people that gave us asking. Now,
1: now you're sounding like somebody. Tom, you and I are gonna have restraining orders against each other before. <laughs> Me with my dude, you with you. It's wrestling! It we're is be, wrestling, no. <laughs> like, I, well, if, ta- if when you're in your grave, I'm gonna need to pee. Yeah. Uh, well, no, it, but anyway, there was that, and so it basically spelled out the story that this man was betrayed by his, his, his wife, I guess it was, and then because she dumped him, then he regained his power, and he came back stronger than ever. So that basically is, hey, remember when Alexa did that weird shit at WrestleMania, and then uh, no one got it, and uh, yeah, it's Bray. Like, that was basically them saying, I was like, the minute they went into that story, and I saw the picture, I was like, yeah, just say it's you. Like, I get it. Like, I, I see the person behind the curtain, but I want to bring up, now, I saw a few people get credit for this, and I texted this to you guys, because I wanted to make sure I had this. Um, now, someone, now, our old friend uh, Sean Taco Truck, over at, uh, uh, what is it, fartful.nut. Um, they uh, apparently, I heard they almost have as many TikTok followers as us, right? It's close. Anyway, um, that's where our episode's going to spike this week, right, Julie? They always go back and listen. We have a lot, we have, don't you know who I am? Don't you know who we are? <sighs> go to IMDB, pal. Um, I'm looking at CM anyway. Punk and
0: MJF right here. Go to our Twitter. I'll tweet out the photo. You guys will see what I'm seeing at this moment.
1: Also, I'm going to, also this. Look at this. I got oh a fucking God. Nintendo tattoo, got a tattoo. on tattoo. real? Oh, shoot. I have daughter. to take another photo. Sorry.
0: Wait, hold it up. Let me hold it John. up.
2: That can't be real, right?
1: No. Hey, it's thank a, you. It's a, but it looks real, right? It's a really good fake tattoo. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm gonna, that's going to be my new thing, by the way. Like, Temporary if I'm going to be here, if I'm going to be here on campus, I got to have my thing. To be distinct, you know what I mean. So fake tattoo. Every I'm mean, I gonna get a fake tattoo on my hand. Every you get a, uh,
0: I'm a Paul Heyman girl tattoo.
1: I I would no, that's the one he would give me, <laughs> Mr. Reitman. And I use the first part very loosely. Julie, um, do
2: you know where you can buy a good I'm a Paul Heyman um, girl T-shirt? It's not a shirt. It's a
0: <laughs> piece I of do. fabric. <laughs>
1: All I know is that that man helped me win a divorce case. (laughs) I look at his Instagram and I go, this was the guy who helped me out. (laughs) Does that mean he was surprising or how bad was the other lawyer? That's the, (laughs) I want her to have to look at the Instagram and go, I fucking lost to this dude. Uh, (laughs) I mean, unofficially, he was just, he was, he was actually, that's true. He wasn't my, he was just, he was just my personal advisor in real life. But uh, thank John, you, John, I want, I want to take this in a, in a different direction
2: because we've been meaning to talk about this for like three weeks now and we keep forgetting, but you what? just touched upon it. One of the reasons I'm not enjoying this whole QR code, is it Bray, is it not reveal, is that every surprise basically since Dakota Kai and Sky showed up at, at SummerSlam has been telegraphed and spoiled by a certain internet outlet that uh, may, may or may not be fans of ours. And I don't follow them. They're not them. fans of ours. I, you know, I'm not, I don't follow them, but asking me to not look at the internet before Raw is ridiculous. Everybody else reports everything that they put out there. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so you're asking fans, you have a leaky boat. WWE has an incredibly colander-like leaky boat. All their surprises are spoiled hours or days in advance. They're not doing anything about it. So they're either complicit and working with this source or they're getting scooped by somebody who is literally just peeling off hundreds every time they get a, a, a scoop over to a you know who. Also, I, I, if you're, it's boring if, now. If they're I, like, working I should together. just read
1: them. If they're working together, that work ends eventually. Like, I remember, I don't know if Julie remembers, but I was in the room and we would talk about stuff we'd plant, who we would leak it to. And it was usually reputable people. It was usually Sports Illustrated, ESPN, uh, New York Post, things like that. And there would be leaky things that would come out kind of on purpose. Like uh, there were some, some hints about Bailey turning heel and things like that. Tommy, as I, I've talked about that, how you were on my ass all day about that. And I just happened to be on the KFA draft because I had to write for, all of all people, Baron Corbin. <laughs> so who then got his ass chewed out in gorilla while I stood. And then Vince said, Come here. And then said, Sorry, I had to see that. He just wasn't ready to do it. The writing was good. I was like, well, I already (laughs) pissed my pants, so too late. Um, How funny would it have been? All right, kid, tonight, you're Baron (laughs) Corp. Just put on this jacket. (laughs) Nobody will notice. You're tall. Go. Mm, Your hair looks a little bit too much like Kramer. Can we fix the hair? Make him look more like George. Um, But I want to give credit. Julie
2: and I earlier today, though, just, just to bring that back up again, you were talking about planted sources. I yeah. found it interesting that one of the other minions from that same source tweeted out a win an official WWE t-shirt if you get this answer right or wait like your someone tweet or, from fruitful.nut yeah, said yep, that yeah a a a uh, and it is it was the honorary was our t-shirt no was our boy the, no one of the others.
1: Oh. One one of the ones that didn't uh, uh like explicitly attack us. It wasn't his. It wasn't his Alexa Bliss that was on there trying to help double team. I still think that might be him with a burner <laughs> account. <Yeah.
0: laughs> I have a theory though. Austin. And I have an Austin theory. Nice. I have an Austin theory of why the leaks are happening more under Triple H as opposed to previously, and people are saying you know Vince had a tighter ship or this wouldn't happen under him or all this stuff. Actually. I think it's because Vince literally changed storylines six times before something got to air. So if someone I think Vince leaked did something, it even
1: after it was on the air, I,
0: even, yeah, he, yes, yeah, correct. Like the show, there like was
1: Roman there was Reigns a, would win the Royal rumble and he would wake up at two and go, damn
0: it. No, yeah, I'm it. This Seth. is it. I, it's Seth it's is now in Vince, my memory is
1: the winner of the rumble.
0: We would go up and have our creative meeting and have a script ready there. Vince would Were you in the one where it. he
1: picked six out of 34 segments or something? Were you in that one? That they I'm sure. Was all over that sheets? sounds
0: like every meeting I've ever been That's up to. That's fucking
1: crazy. That
0: you sounds... guys showed him
1: like 34 segments. He picked six?
0: Yeah. That was. That, Holy that happened. Holy shit.
1: Like, what was going on? What? Did, how did he kill that stuff? Did you I say mean, no and go on to the just, next one?
0: That happened every single time. It was That was not Ugh, unusual. Things must have
1: been bad by then. And because then I we have, went to, I was lucky to not have that
0: we would we would work on it the next day and re-pitch it to him uh, again. Things would change. They would be on the jet with him. They would pitch him stuff. Things would change. You'd go into the production meeting where producers got to get give feedback. Things would change. I just think Triple H is thinking ahead more and sticking to ideas. And so things are going to get sure. out and get leaked because things are staying consistent. Whereas. I would actually have to watch raw the next day on my flight home because even though I worked the show, I was so focused on my own segments that were changing eight times. I could not watch the show while I was there and I had no yeah. idea what actually happened. I would have to rewatch it. And so when people are saying like, oh, things are getting leaked, I actually think that Triple H is probably a better, more organized stick to this thing as a person. However, that type of strategy means that your stuff is going to get leaked more. And so I do think that genuinely Triple H does need to address that.
2: If these are Um, true leaks, if this meaning if they're not working with this quote unquote wrestling news source. So if these are true leaks, I would suggest that maybe you don't have a system in place where you ask writers to come in, turn their lives upside down, move to Stanford, for a tryout for a few months that invariably ends up in, uh, you're not working out, thanks for the memories. Maybe if you don't keep doing that and you don't have a revolving door in the writing and production room, maybe, and maybe pay your people equitably, maybe have an actual family-like organization where people want to
0: stay, where people do stay, maybe then you won't leak so much. I don't know. Maybe it's just Well, me. I do think too, John, do you remember this? A big part of what we had to do as writers, specifically the writer's assistant, was rip up everything. Like that was a big part of it because you'd go to these stadiums and you'd be passing out a lot of these different copies. And actually, sometimes when people say like, oh, people are getting paid. Sometimes I think like people just leave behind papers. Julie,
2: you had to to make sure you had to flush the paperwork down the toilet 10 to 15
1: times. Vince was the first toilet flusher, huh? <laughs> Toilets. <laughs> <laughs> I just got off the phone with Donald. You won't believe what I told him about. Told did you guys We to were toilet so track. secretive that did we you, shared a did, room
0: with SmackDown. We were so secretive that we would, we would erase the whiteboard when we would have yeah, to trade rooms secret, with SmackDown.
1: Uh, Aaron Bloodstein had the keys to, there was a secret, like almost like a Batman, Bruce Wayne sort of like, uh, looked like part of the wall but it was actually like a screen that would cover up a dryer Yes,
0: board. you did that. wallpaper. No, that's the real right? thing. No, it. you were because Those you would get, get in thing. trouble if you said that in. And-,
1: and they had a remote control so if you were across the room you could do it if someone came in real quick. Yeah. And now the
2: real question is did either of you ever catch Vince uh, eating a run sheet before someone walked <laughs> into
1: the room? <laughs> eating <God>. it? <laughs> Too many, no, too high you in, put too high meat in, calories. in the middle of it. Well, here's the way. If you put meat in the middle of the paper and don't say burrito, you never know. <laughs> too much but. carbs in paper. <laughs> <laughs> Dip but, it in
0: his purple uh, drink.
1: I just want to give a shout out, though. Like, I tweeted this to you guys because I wanted to mention this. And I, I don't know if this person on Twitter, I, this is the first place I saw it. Either way, they broke it down. And the first tweet has 1,000 likes. It's been retweeted over 200 times. And as we said, Sean Taco Truck got a lot of the credit somehow. But this is from someone, uh, their tag is <laughs> funny tag at Honorary Uso SC. That's kind of funny. Sami Zayn is their avatar picture. And then uh, Judgment Day. Well, they lose points. It's Judgment Day, finger pointing up SC. So bear with me here. This is who walked me through what the hell I saw Friday night as I stri- battled sleep. And tried to get my daughter to bed and, and was doing homework about wrestling and rabbits. Uh, newest white rabbit teaser thread, so take a peek at what I found. And this was a fun thread. Not like when that, you know, what's what's that guy's name? There was some dude up at uh, UNH who would always tweet out Trump stuff that was, like, very knowledgeable. But it was like, so what are we going to do about it? And it was like, nothing, but I'm smart. I'm a professor. <laughs> I was like, okay, great. Um, it says, uh, here, here is the link. That is brought up, and then he sends to the link, and says, first off, the, so this is the pig cartoon from SmackDown. The, like, Porky Pig ripoff. Uh, they probably couldn't get, <laughs> what would Vince rename Porky Pig, real quick?
0: Didn't he already, what's Husky? Hus- Huskus. The cu- Huskus. Huskus is the name. Also, John. Oh, so she, they're
1: one and the same? I think so. Wait, are, I you think me, are
0: you telling me Porky got repackaged? I think he did. He's, I think he's that's, back as Huskus? Yeah. I think so. Oh my
1: gosh. We got a, we got another smash repo man thing going on. Oh yeah. On we got another oh, Papa yeah. I will say Godfather.
0: Jen, do you want to know the reason why I think that white rabbit is playing during the commercial breaks? I don't think WWE it's... wants to pay for the music royalties. Oh yeah.
1: Of course not. <laughs> 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 I
0: think Neither this is a I. really great way to save money.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's, so another, we first that's off, another thing we, we always mentioned by the way that we, we haven't talked about WWE's insistence on using in-house music that all sounds like the same dirty guitar riff it is just killing anyone having any individuality like yeah man li- i really
1: hate i really hate it when people rely on random guitar stings throughout their performance So, Judgment Day SC, he says to us, this is the Porgy Pig cartoon. First off, the pig probably references Huskus. Not sure about the wolf, though. There's a big bad wolf that's in this thing that showed up. So, the Morse... There's Morse code in this thing. Wyndham, slow down. You're making me do Morse code? Jesus Christ. So, I'm a kid and I'm watching this. I have to go to my dad, the Navy pilot, to help me watch wrestling now? The fuck is happening? The Morse code translates to... Azazel uh, Reborn, uh, and then it's a demon that's reborn. In NXT, Bray used to sing, Time is on my side, something that, really? Ugh. Bad song. Uh, used to sing, he uh, should have sang uh, 25 or 64 by Chicago. Huh? That's a cool song. Get the trumpets and trombones. Uh, NXT, Bray used to sing, Time is on my side, some, or does anyone know what time it is? Chicago had a lot of Time songs, now that I'm thinking about it. In NXT, Bray used to sing, Time's on My Side, something that Azazel sings in the movie Fallen. Jesus Christ. Now i got to go watch... So great, now I've got to go to Blockbuster. And then and as you can see... You're going to be really disappointed
0: when you find out what happened to Blockbuster. What? God damn it. Uh, That was my next stop
1: after Radio Shack and Sears. As one of like 15 people... As one um, of like 15 people who has seen Fallen, you could miss it. Okay. And then as you can see, the link says 1911. And then it goes, which corresponds to the hat Bray wore in this Firefly Funhouse segment, where he's wearing the 1911 hat.
0: Were you there for that one, John?
1: <laughs> I don't remember. And then <laughs> I, I don't think so. And then it, I don't know, man, the last I'm at that point or the last three years or I'm just at that point. You know what I mean? Um, then new stuff. This sign was behind the commentators, which is a direct quote to Bray. And it says revel in what you are, which is a tweet. I don't remember seeing that on the broadcast. Julie, did someone walk behind holding that sign saying, "Revel did. in What you are. Yeah. Was- they did. Yeah. Who was it? Did we see who it was? It
0: was a plant.
1: Gosh. Uh, if you, <laughs> that's what Kevin Dunn's doing now.
0: <laughs> that's why he's missing so many things. <laughs>
1: yeah I know it's a hard gig man if you zoom on the newest clue they continue this is a uh, there's a white rabbit logo at the bottom of the site now this is where I'm like nope I'm out even as an Emerson nerd I'm like oh, no. goodbye the file name is TSS10E6 <laughs> somehow people have figured out this, mean, this means The Simpsons Season 10 Episode 6 and a song featured in the episode is White Rabbit by Jefferson Airplane.
0: And they were willing is, to pay the royalties for the song. Charlie but WWE is Charlie here
1: in? yet with his big board, uh, his big, what's that guy's name from MSNBC that everyone thinks he's smart? Oh, Cornacki, Steve Cornaki.
0: Steve Kornacki.
1: Cornacki Cor- Cor- and the Cornacki ca- khakis. Yeah, we need to get Charlie Day and his magic board out here at this point because somehow they figured out this is, the Simpsons are involved now. And not even OJ. Okay, so then it goes down to, Bray has a massive wolf tattoo. So there's the wolf tattoo. I'm showing that to you. Courtesy of, uh, They now they give credit to the tattoo person. What the? Okay. The big bad wolf also tells the little piggies to let him in. Jesus Christ. This is Easter Mass at this point. Anyone here grow up Catholic and you go to, you're just like, you quit? Because of Easter one year, like I did.
0: It's not Easter eggs, (laughs) it's Easter mass. Oh man, was that good, joke? When digging deeper,
1: there's a phone number in the code when called, oh, you had to call a phone number now.
0: Yeah, you did. But you have to to call it, and then you have to play it backwards.
1: What? Oh yeah, there it is. And then you have to pitch it up by six tones, and what do you get? Bray Wyatt himself speaking. At this point, Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys is like, fuck this shit, man. Just put, it, just put it on the record. It's fine. God. And then it spells out Bel Air. Now, a common person. With, I love that this is where they got their clues muddled because I'm sorry. Isn't one of your champions named Bel Air? But I guess they forgot that. No, they don't. They mean Bel Air as in Fresh Prince of Bel Air, West Philadelphia, born and raised. Go watch Where's on Extreme- Peacock
0: now. Streaming.
1: Yes, that's the biggest news Will Smith has this year. Um, it says, uh, West Philadelphia porn. in. <laughs> what if it's Will Smith? Could be. Uh, where's Extreme Rules this year? Philadelphia. And then it says, I also want to point out that when rearranged, Bray Wyatt spells white. Well, it sort of spells white rabbit, but it actually spells wit rabbit. So, so you heard it here, folks. It's going to be Bray and Borat showing up. Uh, This was brought to his attention by someone named Paul. Paul McCrindle. (laughs) The guy's name is Paul McCrindle. How funny would it be if (laughs) it was just Amen? (laughs) He doesn't even change it. He's like that Perla lady in the uh, Martha's Vineyard story. Just like, what's your name? Paul! Uh, McRib. McCrindle. (laughs) White Rabbit. W.R. Wyndham Rotunda. W.R. Fuck it, just it better be him. That's all. Oh, fuck. John let's Julie, just do that. Let's just get no, to get to the end of the WWE. I got we got to get to Dex, to Loomis, and Brit and Miz just for me to get angry. Well, at just it.
2: just to put a button on all of that, you know what this whole thing is? The right web, the, the white rabbit build. It is Ralphie in a Christmas story sitting on the toilet with his little orphan Annie Dakota Ring trying to figure out what the message is, and it's a crummy commercial. All this homework. And all you get to know is that Bray Wyatt is probably going to show up at Extreme
1: Rules, which we already know already. I, Where it, was ah! this during the pandemic when we needed shit to do? That's what you, everyone else. Do you guys that's, notice that? That like TV, like video games and stuff are coming out now. It's like awesome. But it's like, yeah, I've got my I'm going to work again. I mean, like, I don't have time to do this shit. That's when so everybody like, found Wordle. But I'm just saying, where was this during the pandemic? Like this would that would have been fun then. Now I'm just like, yeah, life's back. I don't have time to be doing wrestling homework. But anyway, there's shit to do. Let's just get to this. <laughs> I'll just ask this question. We've done this before. Now, one other thing is in the code last night. The word Gacy was in there. Now there's a, a NXT superstar, Joe Gacy. Correct, Tom? I suppose. You don't know. You don't follow NXT anymore? I watch enough wrestling.
2: I can't add another program.
1: Anyway, he's like a Bray Wyatt cult leader type. And okay, so that leads me to our next thing. And I'll just ask it real quick, as I guess they do it, as I guess, you know, the the OJ prosecution probably did just for whatever. If it's not Bray, who is it? Could it be? Is there the. Is there the real white rabbit out there that we're going to go chasing after? It's not Bray. Who could it be? I guess I would say Gacy at this point because he's the other character. Also, he's going to die if he's <laughs> the guy. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just telling you right now yeah. that if you're, if you're an unknown entity to, yeah. the mains, to, to the casuals, bro, shout out to my Twitter friend, if you're an unknown entity and you de- debut, in what is presumably Bray Wyatt's spot in Philadelphia on a Saturday night,
0: you're gonna die. Yeah, like, it wouldn't I'm be a debut. I'm, it would be a day blue. That's what you should call it. It's a day blue. They de blew it. Yeah, they blew it. Uh,
1: there's gonna be a homicide. And I'm not trying to sound, I'm just saying that like batteries can hit you hard enough and they come with batteries in Philadelphia. Yeah. So I. Gacy's my guess. If it's not Bray, does anyone else uh, that they're serving up as a sacrifice? I don't know why you guys have any, maybe to get out of their Peacock deal. You guys have any ideas? It's uh, CM I mean, it's Punk.
0: Bray, right? It's definitely oh, CM, Punk.
1: CM Punk. Can you imagine that?
0: <laughs> I think CM Punk would be the only one that people would be like, great reveal. That Wouldn't was a great reveal. <laughs> yeah. Dude, the that'd only- be
1: fucking amazing. Yeah. Like, like that would be fucking great.
0: Yeah, that He's would be the only gonna, thing. Now I'm, I'm, I'm kind of sad that Wyatt. it's Bray.
1: Now I'm kind of, now it's going to be Bray and I'm going to go, ah, <laughs> after all these months, I'm going go, that's not CM Punk. Everyone's going go, what? I'm like, nah, me and my friends, we had this thing the other day. I'm like Vince, I changed my mind. All right. So to the other storyline that had much potential, which I think was put on the back burner and changed and bastardized because they got Bray back during it. I think this was going to be a big angle. Mm. <laughs> Miz and Dexter Loomis. Am I correct? Well, I know I was very tired last night. Am I correct in that the only segment last night was uh, Johnny Gargano walking backstage and finding Miz sleeping with another portrait? Hand-drawn?
0: Here's another one. He was on the phone with happened? his wife.
1: Oh, tell me about this. I missed this part.
0: He was on the phone with his wife. Dexter Loomis is in the background about to grab him. Um, coming through a door and just, I, I don't know what this means, with the internet, it's a very bright red background when he opens, Dexter Loomis opens the door to try to grab the Miz. He misses. Does he succeed
1: in grabbing him? Oh, he misses. No, he
0: misses because someone comes in to try to tell the Miz, I don't know, something and yeah, Miz does He, he was in. interrupted
2: by a production guy with a message. Yeah. So, but it, I
0: thought that, I thought. If you're, as far as
2: I've been a vocal critic of the Dexter Loomis, Ms. angle, I haven't enjoyed much of it. Last night, I think that's exactly how the whole thing should have gone. Quick, fun segments. They were, I, there were, both of the segments that Miz was in, Miz and Loomis were in, were fast. And then the second one was actually amusing. The second one, so the second one was when uh, it's Johnny Gargano coming down the hallway. In the, in the bowels of the stadium, and he walks by Loomis petting the unconscious Miz. And then, so he kind of does a double take, and now the camera has passed with Gargano forward, so they're off camera. But then he goes back to look, and Loomis is gone. That was oh. really well done. It was funny and then he went over and checked on Miz like he poked him ah, uh, oh, what and there he had he had it in his hands I he didn't even see man portrait.
1: Loomis is so quick that I didn't even see him that first time
2: I really enjoyed I last night's Loomis segments I thought that's how it should have gone but he opened the whole time the red door there
1: was a red door was, you know what i'd love you know what i'd love is if uh, he opens it again and it's a crossover and it's uh, Tim Robinson's character from the Calico Cut Pants sketch and i think you should leave And then he just goes. You gotta give. Do you ever see that sketch? And I think you should leave. Do you guys watch that on Netflix? Oh, you guys gotta watch that. Any wrestling fans out there that like Bray Wyatt or any of this stuff we're talking about? You'd love. I think you should leave. Calico cut pants. Go look that up. And I'm not gonna spoil any. It's unlike anything you'll ever see. But anytime I hear about a door opening up and it's a red thing, it's either uh, the Kenny Rogers roasters on Seinfeld or I think you should leave. But anyway. Um, if you want to see how things play out uh, we still have Friday Night Smackdown Friday at 8 on Fox then you have Extreme Rules Saturday at 8 on Peacock it's a Saturday premium live event you can watch it Saturday at 8 on Peacock and then see how it all ties together on our old show Julie Monday Night Raw Mondays at 8 on the USA Network and that does it for the Raw Recap and now it's time for AEW and Sometimes Why. AEW and
0: Sometimes Why.
1: Well, kind of a quiet week because we're all chasing rabbits. <laughs> so, uh, but Julie, you had an interesting thing you wanted to talk about. Um, you wanted to compare CM Punk to someone very interesting. And I'm, I want to hear where you're going with this because yeah, I have no I idea. Yeah, I think
0: CM Punk is like Eminem. Okay. And it's because love him or hate him, love or hate Sam Punk, love or hate Eminem. Yes. He is very good One. at what he does and he is incredibly entertaining. And you know that song Without Me? My
1: favorite Eminem song. Sure do. Know it by heart. It's the karaoke song for Ryman. believe it or not.
0: Is it really? That's a, that's a Ryman totally karaoke is.
1: song?
0: Well, then you'll know the line. Because we need a little controversy because it feels so empty without me. Empty without me. And I feel that way about CM Punk in wrestling is I'm without him to follow, to listen, to speculate about, to have threads, to see him cut a promo. It just it feels empty without him.
1: To go without CM Punk and Bray Wyatt, to have them both not on TV. That's rough, man. Like, it's like in the NBA when you had those three straight years where Magic, Bird, and Jordan all retired in the 90s. And it's just like, ugh, the hell is this? And yeah. It's just like Charles Oakley and uh, Otis Thorpe just beating <laughs> each other up for rebounds. And then Nike and like, was like, "Welcome hey, to Harold
2: Miner. Harold Miner <laughs> yeah, is yeah, the, bi- exactly. the next big thing. <laughs> I yeah,
1: just, I-, I don't know, but apparently, but Tom, hey, qu- help me out here, Tommy. W- didn't we, wasn't someone very confident, some wrestling reporter, some journalist that, CM Punk was totally fired and he was going to get fired any day. Yeah. Interesting how that hasn't happened. It's uh, one of the few predictions that hasn't come
2: true from that outlet.
1: Didn't didn't a reporter with more sources and seniority come out and say that he's injured and definitely not getting fired. I thought I saw that, right? Yeah. Either that or he's just choosing to
2: walk around the world with a giant arm brace. Okay. Public.
1: (sighs) Anyway, um, also, another point you guys brought up was Hangman Page kind of being unscathed. I can't believe uh, it. From that scuffle that happened backstage. So, Dude is, why do he's we he's Teflon? Why? Yeah, I
0: can't. Well, Tommy, I will say I saw him live when I went to AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. Actually, he was, sorry, he was on AEW Rampage. Um, Plan but, dropper. Yeah. and um Julie doesn't mention
1: names just things she did
0: yeah just things that I go I did both guys um Mm -hmm. and then uh so Hangman Page comes out he does that battle royale and I am wanting to hate him because he is one of the reasons that this all started with CM Punk was him cutting a not super great promo on CM Punk um and you know the chain of the events began to occur because of him, but he was really, really great in the ring. It was hard for me not to say he's a great wrestler.
2: I honestly think that when you talk about the elite and uh, when AEW became a company and they started signing, you know, talent to start the company, all of that talent was previously scouted and, you know, recruited by WWE, but they didn't get any of them. I really feel like Adam page was the one that got away of all of those guys in the elite. I think Adam page was the one that if he had gone over to WWE, he would have been a huge baby face there. And he, he is not gigantic, but not five foot five. He is incredibly skilled in the ring. And as far as his promos go, maybe not the greatest, but I don't know if there's a better actor in the ring than Adam the Page ring. right yes. now, as far as young. He's so good. He can make you feel with facial expressions and body language. He's so good in the ring. That's why it it's maddening that it hasn't really translated into promos, which, by the way, his promos aren't the worst ever. They're just They're not, not good. CM Punk level. They're not, not to, good. I mean, I, I've I've seen way worse.
1: <laughs> Sorry, guys. I just looked like I am distracting. Our friend Andrew Goldstein, former WWE writer Andrew Goldstein, as you can see, was just texting me to ask if uh, – Stephen Page from Bare Naked Ladies is still good as a solo act. And I wrote back, <laughs> yes, he's very good.
0: So, Another page. There a you different go. page. Everything,
1: yeah. Everything intersects. <laughs>
0: it does. It does. <laughs> I will say, too, love Tommy, he,
1: he texts Andrew Goldstein, of course, text of all time. During times the right podcast. Now. Of course. And it's a Bare Naked Ladies question. I can't I understand about, why we're not still working at WWE. Talking anyway. about a different page. It's I will Bam. say,
0: Tommy, his outfits. I know this is my job. This is my role on the show is to talk about people's outfits. But you have to admit, Hangman Adam Page's outfits are fire. Straight, total, complete. He wore a Dolly Parton t-shirt on the show the other day. I love that shirt. I'm going to be totally honest.
2: I'm going to be totally honest with you guys. I despise country music as a whole, but love Dolly Parton. Like, I I love uh, yeah. Johnny Cash, love Dolly Parton. Like, it's yeah. impossible not to, but I really yes. love Dolly Parton. What about Parton. Kenny
1: Rogers? Do you like Kenny Rogers? I do. The Gambler
2: Gaming is one too. of my karaoke songs. What about Willie Nelson?
1: Co- oh, what uh, about Willie Nelson? Yeah. Eh, no. Really? I, see,
0: I was born in Texas. Will- country music's in my blood. There's nothing I can do. But,
1: but it, see, like, Cash and, and, and Kenny best and Dog. that's real country, though. That's like, yeah, yeah it's in your heart. It's not... Boy, I love my dog, and I love the flag, and I love to go and see the sun, and all that <laughs> other awful shit. Willie Nelson's great. best
2: song is Elvis Presley's song. Sorry, but it is. So, Elvis sang okay. it first. You were always on my mind. That's an Elvis Presley song, not a Willie Nelson song, and uh, not a fan otherwise. At any I agree rate.
0: Agree to disagree. Okay.
2: Hangman Adam Page is Costello? a superstar. <laughs> oh. Hangman Adam Page is a superstar. Bump it up. I don't, I don't think what happened between him and punk has hurt him at all with the AEW fan base. And that's a testament to how popular hangman page is. And Hey, you know what? He wasn't involved in the fight. He wasn't part of the scrum after the scrum. So I think he's going to be fine going forward, regardless of punk being there or not. I think he'll be okay. And, and if punk does heal up, and is still employed by AEW, there's a ready-made feud right there that'll be money.
1: Um, but let's talk about Soraya's first, I'm saying it right, right? I just want to make sure that Soraya. I'm getting it. Mm-hmm. Yes, Soraya, good. Um, first AEW promo. Now, you, you guys have been all over me for days about this.
0: Yeah, well, did you watch I, it? I
1: watched it. Yeah, so what's the issue? Promo. So the internet
0: hated it. The internet thought it was absolutely terrible. They thought she did a terrible job and it was awful. And it didn't clarify what her role was. Like, what is she, is she going to be wrestling? Is she a manager? Is she a authority figure? Maybe she doesn't know
1: yet. Maybe she doesn't know.
0: Yeah, it was a hello. It was literally a, Hey
2: guys, I'm back. That that's all it had to be. I, I didn't love it, but I totally didn't hate it. It was. And what I did like about it was it was earnest and it was real and it wasn't written. It didn't come off writerly. It didn't sound like every stilted promo that we've been listening to on WWE. It just came off as, hey, I love wrestling and I'm back. And yay. And that's fine. It was eh, I, like, was it no, great? It no, way. it was a little rambly and it went on a little too long. But I didn't fi- I didn't think it was a train wreck by any means. I thought it was. Hey, I fine. bet Brian
1: James liked it. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just said he liked it. That's all. i
2: was just trying I, to be positive. I can't wait for the really DX reunion because you know at the DX reunion, you know that they're going to bury Brian James with something that he
1: doesn't know is bad. Here's my prediction for the DX reunion. That's a, that's where you're, you get your fiend strike. And I think he's going to take down. If you follow the dots, I think it's going to be uh, Sean Waltman, AKA X-Pac who's going to eat the uh, mandible claw. That's my prediction.
0: Actually, that's my question for you. Who should the fiend go after first? We all know it's Bray. Who it's should he... be?
1: It's gonna be. It's gonna be some variation of Hunter. He's gonna be trying to get revenge on the McMahon family, and he's gonna go yeah. after. Sean Waltman's been talking. There've been all these rumors that Sean Waltman's been getting ready to do some business with WWE again. Uh, Tom, I don't know about you, but I've never heard. I know he had some personal problems, but everyone I worked with knew Sean Waltman, aka X Pac, aka One Two Three Kid. What loves him. Really yeah, cool, his, dude.
2: His his demons seem to be very personal and very. He's great on those
1: documentaries. He's so funny and engaging and honest. And it's just sometimes he carries those things because he's a smart just guy. like, yeah, he remembers. He remembers things where other guys are like, huh? And, I mean, he well, knew and how rem- to take a chair shot the safe way. Remember, and he so, was kind of the precursor to all these
2: little guys we're seeing now. I mean, he was a guy that was smaller and had to live off an arsenal of kicks and high tes- flying stuff. And he what did they, they call him? Work? He was.
1: It was the Waltman what? test, right? Where if you go out and have a good match with Sean Waltman, then you you were in. He'd come back yep. through the curtain and say yes or no. And uh, He was
2: the barometer.
1: Yeah, I think it's gonna be because well can Billy Gunn sh- is Billy Gunn gonna come on raw? He isn't is gonna show up? He's no, not. He, he is not confirmed. How's it a DX reunion
0: then? Yeah, that's my question.
2: Do you guys okay. really think Billy Gunn wants to go to that shit with what he's doing at AEW now? That guy's having the
1: time of his life. But at the same time, so it's gonna be Hunter, Sean Michaels, Brian James, and X Pac. So that's like two thirds of yeah, whatever. So we're doing we're doing the '60s band circuit. It's a, hey, it's the, it's the Who. Andrew Goldstein just asked me, That's the Who. How many Who guys you got left?" Oh, the two of them. Not like five. Okay, that's Who-ish. It's definitely. See the guys in the back. That's the Who. I don't know who the first two guys are. Anyway,
0: Generation X. I think w- is maybe one of the best factions to come out of WWE in terms of yes. mainstream. <laughs> but in terms of... The, the, I,
1: and, and I, I just want to say I think the 96 Chicago Bulls were maybe one of the better basketball teams.
0: The reason I say that... As and I someone, think that
1: Michael Jackson had good success on the radio.
0: The reason I say that is knowing not growing up with WWE not being involved in and not being someone that they were targeting or talking to mm-hmm. D generation X was mainstream D generation X yes. was something that I knew D generation X was something I could a- refer
1: to. Yeah. I, the I, way they broke down.
0: Yeah. I knew about it. Yeah. And I think that that was a really great use of WWE understanding the zeitgeist at the time and saying, we are going to, create a faction around a feeling of what's currently happening in the 90s Damn it.
1: we need attitude well Bruce i mean just talking about that
0: we watched i watched woodstock Everybody's 99 gone. on tv and everything that happened at woodstock 99 i was like this could have been degeneration x like yeah making, it was dx it's yeah. just like that was the attitude that was the feeling that was that was who they were <sighs> yeah and what I would say 90s is
1: in the 2000 was an interesting time. That was yeah. the
0: zeitgeist and the feeling and the cultural relevancy of what was going on. And instead of maybe doing a reunion of Degeneration generation X, WWE should invent a faction that has this moment and this time. Oh and God, this the feeling judgment now. Day is going
1: to confront them. Ah, I'm bored. I'm sad. Then, They're going to come out and be awesome. Billy Gunn will be there. I'll be like, Oh my God. They'll, but that was so. This is where I wanted day. to
0: to connect it. Is and I actually Finn's think gonna start that
1: his promo over in the middle again, just like he did, did. What was that on the West Coast feed? Tom, did Finn Balor stop his middle his promo in the middle and go back and start again? Yeah, we got the whole mess. It was not <sighs> edited for broadcast.
0: But the <laughs> so keep, the acclaimed just keep
1: going. Just
2: keep the, going.
0: Uh, the acclaimed on e, AEW, I think, is closer to what Degeneration X. Was in they got terms got people of people
1: saying "scissor me, daddy," right? But I
0: mean, cultural zeitgeist, feeling the yeah. moment, understanding what it is. Yeah. It's like the acclaimed is actually the better version of Due Generation X, and I think it's kind of interesting that Due Generation X is going on For WWE now. and Billy Gunn I think is doing.
1: But I better. think DX they never go on just to do nothing. They go on to they go on to eat it from somebody. So I think it's sure. either going to be the Judgment Day or the Fiend going to take someone down and then it's going to and it'll be Hunter and everyone Hunter looking up the ramp going, ah, you send them a bitches, you know, all that stuff.
2: I hated the DX reunion so much. And I'm a gigantic Shawn Michaels fan. He's in my top five all time. Also a person um, who
1: turned his life around. And by all accounts is a wonderful human being. At
2: yeah. This point. Love, love myself. Some Shawn Michaels. He, uh, he was Degeneration generation X. I mean, really oh God, triple yeah. H was, he was the triple guy. H was the, you know, when they first started it, Triple H was just the beefy, goofy buddy. And Mm -hmm. it was Shawn Michaels who was really pushing the envelope. The one thing that could save the reunion segment for me is if they give China her flowers. If they mention her and get her an ovation, that would would make me feel good. And that would save the segment. If they don't mention her, that would royally piss me off. And by the way, there are two... Uh, late members of Degeneration X. There's the the late great Ravishing Rick Rude. Yeah, and China. why
1: wasn't he in the A and E doc? That's a WWE call, by the way. That he yeah. wasn't. He's all over that thing, and everyone must be like watching that, going, "Who the hell is that a legend? Ravishing Guy Rick was, Rude? I guess they couldn't way get the ahead of his time. He
2: was he was literally 20 years ahead of his time. Well, I look uh, at
1: the structure of WWE and who's in charge, Tom, and I'd say don't get your hopes up for a China shout out necessarily but it would that's be just, the right
2: thing to do, but they haven't been doing a lot of right things lately. I, so.
1: I, I, I won't go that far, but I'll say, uh, don't get my hopes up China, I but hopefully know. I'm, uh, hopefully I'll, I'll be surprised, but that's raw. And in the meantime, if you want to see Billy Gunn and the acclaimed and all the scissor me daddy, you got to go check out AEW dynamite Wednesday at eight on TBS and AEW rampage Friday at 10 on TNT. This week though,
2: AEW rampage is also battle of the belts four. Starts at eight p.m. Eastern time, and it's oh. live this week.
1: Live, yep. Very. Inter- oh, that's interesting. Yep. So we're going to have two live, live a SmackDown, and then a live Rampage on Friday, and then we got we got the uh, Extreme Rules Friday. That Tony
2: Khan loves to save his surprises for like odd television spots. So that's let's true say.
1: because if he knows if if Bray's coming back Saturday, goddamn, what a good day to. Bring back someone from Chicago, maybe on Friday. Shock Are we gonna have world. a
0: Friday night war like Tony mentioned? Dude, that I'd one love time. that.
1: I'm at that age where I'm like, man, just just give me something to watch. Anyway, check it out: uh, TBS and TNT and.
0: I have a question, real quick. Oh yeah. Uh, John, Tommy, quick question: Is John Reinman Vince Russo?
1: It's a segment I thought we were going to do one time, and then things escalated in a major way this week. It's time for, again, Is John Vince Russo. I'll lead this one and say that We talked last week hypothetically just because of our various quirks and demeanor. And, hey, I'm not alone. Last week when when we got together you guys gave me a heart. You say, oh, cause you're always on late night TV and you're always in there up in their grill. Trevor Noah quit like the next day and it was a nightmare. And now it looks bleaker than ever. Huh? So what about that dude? So I said that. And so I was right. And then you, so, okay, whatever. But you say that when it comes to late night, you're the bitter old man. And what does everyone call Vince Russo with wrestling, the bitter old man. And then you pointed out that we both have beards and he says, bro. And I say, dude, and we're just, whatever and we've had some twitter exchanges and they've been weirdly pleasant and then out of the blue i jumped on it because i saw it and i was like i'm gonna get ahead of this vince russo went off on saturday night live the other day entering
0: your territory
1: and he entered my territory and my first take on it was um
0: did you listen to it john i mean you said it obviously you said it but then did you listen back to yourself and what you said
1: what? What? Oh, about uh, SNL? Podcast?
0: Yeah, on, on his slash your podcast.
1: Wait, what? <laughs> Stop! You're confusing me.
0: Too did many you QR hear codes Vince Russo? Many... Did you hear what Vince Russo said oh, God, about SNL like on Fight his Club. podcast?
1: I'm right across the street from where I had to watch Fight Club in college, too. God, this is freaking me out. Uh, yeah, John, no. I've known
2: you for two
1: decades.
2: I've known you since you were a college kid. Had yeah. I known you were born in 1961. And grew up in Farmingville, New York. <laughs> I and didn't went to the University of Southern I'm Indiana. I'm Vince
1: Russo, dude. Okay, but anyway, he said okay. some stuff Is about SNL, and I was like, oh god. Because then I was like, that's just the gateway to the nightly late night shows. If he starts talking about that, um, okay. But he said something about SNL, and he tweeted at the wrong SNL account. He said at some <laughs> very wrong. It was like
0: very super wrong. not even
1: close to right. And so I was like, so I took a deep breath, and my head was like, "Don't forget, Sean Taco Truck. Don't forget, Sean Taco Truck. You have a busy week coming up." And Did I he tweet said,
2: at uh, Saturday Nerf League? Was that something what? like that? Yeah, it was
1: like this, this, uh, the Saturday uh, Nutra Grain Club. And so I, I went on and I just I tweeted at Vince Russo, and I said, "First of all, you tagged uh, some random person in Nebraska." And second of all, he was trying to say that Saturday Night Live is bad. Now here's the thing, Saturday Night Live's having a rebuilding year. We all know that. A lot of people left. Now, as to why everyone decided to leave, as to why there's this weird gray cloud over Saturday Night Live, don't know for sure. You I'll let you speculate. I'll let you go Google the news and see what's going on. Um, John, what what year of
2: WWE would you compare what SNL is going through
1: with. I'll right tell now. you what I'll compare. It. And that got me to my part two with Vince Russo was I would compare it to like the mid nineties, the Duke, the dumpster drossy and uh, man mountain rock era of WWE and the goon and all that stuff. And they were just trying to figure things out. And when everyone was leaving and, and who slid in at that time at WWE bro, and kind of took advantage of the moment and made it work for him. Shout out to Bruce, his least favorite person Vince Russo did. And so I just tweeted at Vince Russo and I said, first of all, you you tagged a farmer. Second of all, uh, you're shitting on Saturday Night Live for being in the exact position the WWF was when you then came in and fixed it. So what makes you think there isn't someone there who's coming in and fixing it? Yeah, and John, now, I don't you, have a dog you, in the fight. Slash I don't. I don't. I don't work for NBC anymore. I don't have. I don't. I mean, I have friends at SNL, but I don't give a shit. They're doing fine. So whatever. They're going to figure it out. It's all taken care of. But I just, just like you're being ridiculous. You're you're crapping on a show when you took advantage of that in a company. And so then I got ready and I said, okay, I, I got ready to get doxxed. Well, then I thought about it. I realized all the comments to Vince Russo are all super negative to him. Like, there's another wrestling personality who I'm not going to mention because, god damn, I don't need that shit. But Tom probably knows who I'm talking about, who's the most negative person on Twitter. That's his business. That's his prerogative. But Russo's up there, and all the replies are always super negative, and a lot of them are unfair to Vince Russo. And I I like a lot of what Vince Russo says, Uh, but I didn't like this SNL thing. But still, I was like, he was going to, he was going to retweet me and say, look at this Mac, who doesn't know? Like he was just waiting for someone to take the bait. But do you know what happened? Uh, you guys went to check on the tweet and then you said, dude, it's not there. And I said, oh God, did he block? No, he took the tweet down. And you know what that tells me? Is that like, I feel like I, I, the, the late night Russo maybe had a positive effect on the real life Russo. Maybe. The two of us together and maybe he saw it. He said, oh, man, that guy, that guy who's so negative about everything, even though I'm not, I wrote a whole article last spring that was super positive about ways you could fix late night. Whatever. Either anyway, that, John,
2: or you took the tweet down because you're Vince Russo. Uh, I'm did not. So i not
0: just,
1: Vince Russo. You accidentally to tagged
0: out- on your Brenner account the wrong SNL. <laughs>
2: So, John, uh, John slash Vince Russo. I'm not Vince uh, Russo. You or I Vince don't mind Russo, Vince Russo. I'm not him. Where you were promoted to the WWF creative team in 1996. So after working on pivotal. the
0: WWF magazine. Yes, in
2: 1994, under the pseudonym of Vic Venom. <laughs> Um, so yeah, so you were there at a very pivotal time for WWE and I, it's I not think me, but important. here's what I'll say.
1: I had a, I had it all ready to go. Cause like I already had my arguments ready to go, but I'm not going to throw them out. Cause he took down the tweet. He probably, he looked at it and maybe he watched it and maybe he said, bro, that Michael Longfellow, that guy's going to go places. I like him. I'm taking down my tweet, bro. And he did maybe. And then at the same time, it's just a few days after I got someone to, someone to laugh when they were about to go on air on SmackDown that I, I purposely texted them right when I knew they were, it was going to fuck them up and they still were, they still thought it was funny. So I had a big week, two of the biggest names. I just want to say two of the biggest names in wrestling creative within a matter of days, maybe, maybe somehow Ryman had a positive effect. So maybe I am Vince Russo. Anyway, that has been this week's edition of is John Vince Russo. Yes. Well, guys, I think that's our show. I think it was a good one. thank you so
0: much. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Thank you guys so much for listening. Please subscribe, review, give us a nice five-star rating.
1: Hey, like I say, let the writers dress like writers, bro, dude. And hey, make sure you go like us on TikTok. We're at TurnbucklesPod. And on Instagram, at TurnbucklesPod. But again, go tick our talk. Make sure we keep beating those people over at Fartful.fruit, wherever it is.
2: And we just joined Twitter... At Turnbuckles Pod, right before Elon Musk completely destroys the platform. So we'll see you there, and until next week, see ya, Buckleheads! Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death